Good morning and welcome to Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. And it's already it's already a better week than last week. We had all kinds of crazy stuff happening uh at both radio stations and our website, all of that stuff's resolved now. So hopefully we get back to doing what we do best, and that is making sure all of you have that wealth insurance, uh, gold and silver, uh, up again today. Uh, gold, you remember last week, uh, gold took a, a big dip that, well, I guess for Monday and Tuesday, rallied all the way back. Uh, gold's up another four or five bucks here, uh, 1400 se- or 1400 I keep saying that. $1,575 to the ounce. Silver's at $17.75. And, and Wall Street can't make up its mind today whether it wants to go up or down as everybody's talking. No, not about the Oscars. No, and I hope nobody watched it. Really, I do. Maybe they'll figure it out. Uh, talk about what you do and leave everything else uh, to to have their own opinions and and you know what I'm talking about, right? All the all the ultra libs uh, that comprise uh, Hollywood. Uh, just keep your opinions to yourself, because you know what? Nobody wants to hear it. That's why nobody watches anymore. Uh, but anyway, uh, congratulations, Parasite. I guess was the uh, the best picture. Uh, I thought it would go to the Joker, but but uh, anyway, having said all that. What is the news? What is the big thing? And it all has to be uh, about coronavirus. Uh, is this, what is it? Is it a problem? Is it not a problem? China did not open today. So everybody was saying, okay, take the week off. Uh, th- this is now the second, they had two weeks off. So they had a week off for the Chinese New Year. The, you know, the, the, the virus broke out during that time. Then they closed all the factories last week, so that was the second week. Uh, today, they were hoping for the big return. It didn't happen. Uh, but yet, uh, Wall Street's been down 100, up 100, and they're, they're trying to figure out how big of an issue this is going to be. And, and it seems like, and everybody I talked to, so like this weekend, uh, the kids had a... Uh, a football deal with the high school football team in, in a passing league, seven-on-seven seven league. I won't bore you with those details. But we had a big break in between the pool play and the tournament. So we all went, uh, all the adults, uh, we all went and, and got some food together. There was, I don't know, 20 of us, give or take. And, of course... You know, the, the things come up. I mean, this is what you want to talk about. Nobody really wants to talk politics uh, because uh, people get upset and all that stuff. But they were talking about the coronavirus, and everybody there was of the opinion that we're, we're being lied to about the cases, right? How many, how many people have it? How many people are dying? Nobody really knows. What I was surprised about, though, here's what surprised me. They were okay with it because they don't think it's here. Yeah, I'd rather them lie because I don't want 
uh, people to get afraid, get scared, because that'll hurt the economy and that'll hurt Wall Street. You know, that, that, that'll that just hurt things. So, yeah, I'd rather them lie and, and not tell us truth, which, which just surprised me. Maybe it shouldn't, right? We say, <laughs> people, hey, just lie to me. I don't want the truth. I don't want reality. Right? I want to buy $800 Tesla stock. I, I don't want reality. And this is why so many people can't even listen to this show, because it's reality. It's the truth. Now, the World Health Organization is now in China now. And, and they're helping with the, the cover-up, if you will. Uh, the CDC, we're not allowed in there. You, can, you probably can figure out why. My guess is, and this is total speculation. I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything more than what I've read. But I think this was a biological weapon that was being created by the Chinese, and it got out. I don't think it came out of rats or bats or snakes or that other, I forget the name of the other lizard-like animal. I don't believe it. You know, China's major biological, uh, I'll call it what it is, biological weapons plant was in that city. Uh, Wuhan or whatever it's called, where the outbreak originally started. That's where it is. So now the the uh, the W the World Health Organization, the WHO, who? Yeah, the World Health Organization about China manipulating data. When the number of of cases, right? They're saying this is how many cases of this. This is how many cases of that, and and it's always right around three thousand. And I always and I hear reports. Well, that's all they can process in a day, or this is all that they can do in a day. Uh, they can't process any more than about three, three thousand, thirty five hundred. And I don't know the action, but the uh, the WHO itself said that the uh, the symptoms of it. You can have them, but that the virus, they're saying, and I don't know, that, hey, a lot of people just end up with pneumonia. We won't count them. Yes, they had they had the virus, but we're not going to count them until the ammonia, I guess, the ammonia turns into something else. I don't know. It's all way too scientific for me. But, again, I'm going to point it out again. It, they didn't open today. Foxconn's not running. Well, one plan, I think, had... 10,000 people in it. Of course, normally they have 300,000 people. Yeah, that's a lot. It's crazy how many people they employ. Picture Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. You know, the, the, the ship. This is why I think that they're totally lying. One person on this cruise ship, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to look it up for yourself. There is a, cru- there is a cruise ship right now that has 3,700 people on it. And it's being quarantined, and they have something like 136. Of course, the day's almost over there now, so my guess is... Uh, we'll be approaching 200 passengers 
are going to have this virus. And it came from a passenger that was on the ship previously. In other words, the passenger who started this all wasn't even on this cruise. Matter of fact, had left that cruise ship like six days before the cruise had left or something like that. And is now, you know, infected. One person has infected, right, the hundred and, I think think it's at a hundred and, I don't even know, 137 or 167 people already. And so if one person's going to infect, you know, a hundred others, how can these numbers be right, right? I mean, you think about, you know, and I know, well, it's a cruise ship and they're in a confined space, and I get that part. It obviously can spread a little bit easier, but these are cities with tens of millions of people in them. And the person who was came down with the virus that they think was the one that put it on the cruise ship, they were on the cruise. They, they went on like a week-long cruise. The, per, the, the patient was fine. Look, I didn't even get sick. I didn't get sick till a couple days after. You know, I don't know. Uh, enough with that. Let, let's move on to, let's move on. What are the effects of it? Obviously, copper is a great one to look at. Copper prices collapsed two weeks ago. Uh, they've stayed there. Uh, this morning, there was a little more pressure. It's, re- it's, it's down today, but off the lows uh, as China Chinese companies are, are doing what they call a force majeure. They're canceling copper orders uh, all over the globe. Uh, because they, you know, hey, no one's allowed outside. We can't do any work. China, the largest buyer of copper. Obviously, we also know manufacturing. Uh, Apple, you know, Foxconn, the the biggest Foxconn factory, the biggest one, employs three hundred and thirty-five thousand people. Right. So think about a cruise ship with 3,700. Now think about a, a workplace with 335,000, right? I mean, if, if, if it got in there. And remember, you go a couple of weeks without knowing that you're, gonna, that you're even sick, right? And, and, and the spread of this uh, would be astronomical. Right, and you can understand. Okay, that, now this is kind of serious. That f- factory is not open today. Not going to open tomorrow. Not going to. I don't know when. Who knows when? That's the question. Is when will it? Another factory. I think had a hundred and sixty thousand. So I think just two Foxconn factories, half a million people. You don't think we'd like those jobs? Uh, of course, not not with how they they pay and how they have to work there. I mean, essentially, you kind of live there. I mean, that's kind of how it works because they pay you barely just enough. You know, you think about back in the old days here in the U.S., uh, you used to go to work for the coal miner or, or uh, the steel mill, and you had uh, you got paid in in steel or steel mill or coal mill, you know, script that you could use at the commissary, and you had to you pay the rent to them, and essentially they paid you just enough that you could uh, feed your family, but that was about it, 
right? They, you, there was no extra. You were kind of a an employee for life at that rate. Similar what they do over there. Uh, but, boy, we sure do love our Apple products, don't we? And we're sitting here, and I'm like, I, you know, maybe a couple weeks okay because you got to remember, all these things, the the shipping and the inventory, right, we've got just in Long Beach and California and our ports, we probably got three, four weeks worth of stuff in there, right, waiting to clear customs. So the first quarter here is already going to be a tough quarter. We already know that. Boeing, Boeing hurts, right, the... Uh, manufacturing sector is slowing, and now the China thing just doesn't help, right? It just doesn't help. But there's still products on the shelf. But if this thing, let's just say Foxconn doesn't open for the rest of the month, for the rest of February. Right Now we've gone for five weeks. And not just Foxconn, but I'm just saying, you name it. All the things that China manufactures. All of a sudden, all of the the ports, the stuff that was in the ports, it gets out of the ports, on the shelves, and then all, there's no more stuff. Now now the second quarter uh, GDP here in the United States could be very much affected. Now we're not seeing that in Wall, uh, on Wall Street. Wall Street's like, no, no, it's going to be fine. I, I want it to be. But again, I look at the actions. Forget about the numbers, right? We don't know. They they could they could be anything, right? They could have two billion people infected. They could have fifty thousand dead, or they could have the forty thousand and the nine hundred that they're saying today, right? Or something in between. We don't know. Here's all as I can do, and I think everybody out there should do. Well, let's look at what the Chinese government is doing. And we're seeing even Beijing today, which Beijing has been relatively unaffected by the virus. Apparently that changed. And now they're on, they're not on a full lockdown, but they're on what they call partial lockdown today. But when we left Friday, and it hasn't changed today, over 400 million people are under quarantine. And this isn't quarantine like, hey, uh, wear a mask. No, this is like, don't leave your house. The only reason you're allowed to leave your house is to buy things like food, which kind of is interesting about how all the food's going to be getting there. And I saw reports uh, after I got off the air on Friday about, you know, per- food starting to rot at the ports in China and all of the shipping that's done. Uh, people are saying China's GDP can go all the way down to zero. I mean, these are big things. It'll all depend on how long it lasts. If this thing ends uh, by this week, we probably dodge a bullet. Right when we were like, "Ooh, that was close!" Right, if it ends this week, 
if China remains shut down, and actually, how about if China just remains where it's at? In other words, it doesn't get any worse, but it's not any better, and nobody's open again next week, you're going to start to see some problems. And then there's the other one, which is it's actually getting worse. Right, and it's starting to spread to more places in China. And next thing you know, I mean, I don't know where it stops. You you got 1.4 billion people. You already got 400 million people under quarantine. I mean, how many more can there be before you're like, okay, the whole country's closed? We'll have to wait and see. But if that's the case, it's going to make it a very difficult time. I think you'll have to see, my guess is you'll see a lot of central bank liquidity, a lot more than what we've already seen, and it just won't be enough. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Let's see how the rest of the week plays out. But that's that's the biggest thing economically is how long does this last? You know, we've already had it two weeks. Okay, in one week we knew about, right, Chinese New Year, we knew about that week. So a lot of companies, you know, they they order extra ahead of time knowing, hey, they're going to be down for a week. But this is the start of the third week. If it goes much longer than this, I think you're going to see a much different response out of Wall Street. And that's what we worry about is the longer this drags out, now all of a sudden already we think we're going to have a first quarter GDP that's a little light. And Wall Street's brushing it off. Well, you know, it's the Boeing thing, and and eventually Boeing's going to be able to fly those. I guess for Boeing, maybe the good news in all this is people will stop talking about Boeing. Uh, So maybe that helps. But the longer this stretches out, now it starts affecting second quarter GDP. Uh, And then all of a sudden, now now you've got this trend uh, heading towards the presidential election where maybe the economy... Uh, isn't as good as it was supposed to be. You know, could you, you know, obviously without this, uh, and if Boeing wasn't horrible at, you know, getting rid of U.S. workers, because let's face it, Boeing's problems were really simple. And you think about it all. I'm not just talking about the airplanes. Think about all the satellite problems they've had. Uh, they made NASA mad. They've had all these different issues, all of it bad software, uh, bad, bad programming, and, Boeing has had a history, especially in the last 20 years, of outsourcing all that stuff. They don't want to pay the American worker. They don't want to pay uh, the programmers that actually do aerospace engineering, right? And they want to outsource it out to the Indians because they, they'll take $9 an hour. Maybe even less. So that's what we got to keep our eyes on. And this is kind of where gold, this is the debate. Is gold going to be seventeen or 1800 this year or is there going to be 2000 plus this year i think a lot of it has to will depend on how long this this thing drags out over there in china the trump administration i don't know if you saw over the weekend released its budget now when they do this they do a couple of things here's the budget for next year right so right now we're we're in 2020 uh, 2020 ends at the end of September, and now they're, they're hey, here's the first crack at 2021, uh, $4.8 I mean, we're almost to $5 trillion of spending. Incredible. Uh, and nobody's talking about too much government. But then they also laid out 
And everybody does it, right? Every administration does it. Hey, here's our long-term budget. And they all point, they all do the same thing. Our long-term budget is, hey, the deficit's going to get better. Right? Nobody ever sends one out that the deficit's going to get worse. Not one person. Nope, not one president that I know of said, hey, by the way, uh, the, the budget deficit's a trillion dollars this year. Uh, Ten years from now, I've got a budget that says it's going to be $2.5 trillion. Nope, never happened. I think they have the deficit down into the, back into the hundreds of billions of dollars. But, you know, hey, miraculously, things are going to get better. One of the things in there... Uh, 3% GDP for the next decade. We haven't had, you know, we, we only had a year where we had GDP of 3%. I mean, last year was 23 2.3%. Uh, so, so just saying, okay, let's just take that 3% and make it a 2. All of a sudden... <laughs> All of a sudden, his budget will start to look a lot more like what I'm telling you about. And, of course, then they, they talk about, uh, I think in there, they even had interest rates going to zero. They did have some cuts, though. Finally, some cuts. But let me tell you where they were at. Uh, the, the, ah, we're at the break. I'll give you the cuts into the longer-term budget that the Trump administration released over the weekend. That's coming up next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In one of the biggest upsets in British political history, conservatives absolutely destroyed the Labor Party late last year. The political hacks in the Labor Party, which we in America would call leftists, got a first-class lesson in what voters really care about. The lesson came in the form of a massive electoral beatdown in the last election cycle. Labor Party leader Jeremy Corbyn adopted positions popular among the overeducated and liberal. He whined about a supposed lack of progress on LGBT issues. At the Pink News Awards Ceremony, Corbin thrilled the audience by emphasizing the pronouns by which he would like to be referred. He made a real show of it, to the point where the pronouns seemed as important as his name itself. That's a big deal for the transgender crowd who want all of us to refer to a burly dude with a beard as she if he happens to believe that he is a woman on the inside. A candidate's serious announcement of which pronouns to use could have been a joke in a Saturday Night Live skit just a few years ago. But Corbyn was completely serious, just like Elizabeth Warren when she did the same thing here in America. All of the Democratic presidential candidates have endorsed the so-called Equality Act, which would make it illegal to use the wrong pronoun in the workplace. This has support among higher education, but not in rural areas where Corbyn lost his election or where Trump wins big over here in America. Jeremy Corbyn is often compared to Bernie Sanders, but I think the more accurate comparison may be with progressives like Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren. They are the so-called social progressives who announce their pronouns on Twitter. Warren is well known as a professor who got her foot in the door of university elitism by making the dubious claim that she was Native American. 
Rhodes Scholar Mayor Pete, son of a left-wing university professor, recently attended a lavish fundraiser in billionaire-rich Napa Valley, from which leaked photos have outraged working-class voters. The bottom line is this. The echo chamber of LGBT ideology in hoity-toity universities won't win elections for leftists in America or in Britain. Candidates, be warned. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The traditional family is the building block of our communities and country. That's why it's imperative to support strong marriages, respect fathers, and champion stay-at-home moms. At phyllisschlafly.com, we oppose the liberal attempt to redefine the family. To join us, visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe Jake with Patriot Radio News Hour talking about this budget. And see, this is where you would go to see if, hey, are we really going to get less government? Right, because if we get less government, they could spend less money. Right, I mean, it just goes hand in hand. Now. Big increase in defense spending, and that's been uh, par for the course, you know, and in, in, in everybody, remember the State of the Union, the one thing that everybody stood up and clapped for was defense, right? So so everybody's got their hand out there. Uh, that That's easily going to get through Congress. But then, then the, here's where the cuts were. A smidgen cut in Social Security. This to do with the uh, the Social Security disability, making it uh, they're going to make it harder for people uh, to claim disability and get Social Security benefits. Obviously, we saw the spike at the Great Recession, where you know, and this is really I'll call it what it is. This is like the fifty something thing. I'm 50-something, got laid off from my job after, you know, 20 years, and nobody wants to hire me anymore, right? Because, well, I, I, I don't have uh, the skill set or a lot in a lot of cases, well, well you're just old, right? Yeah, you know, we got to pay more in health care. You're in your 50s now. You're going to get, you know, you're going to have uh, more injuries, more time off, more this, more that. We got to pay higher premiums. You know, this is how companies look at. And so a lot of them were going to the disability route. They're looking to take that away. It's not a huge one. The two biggest places, non-defense discretionary and Medicare, Medicaid. As a matter of fact, if you add Medicare, Medicaid together, that's the biggest one. Uh, so once again, 
here we go. It won't come out this way, but, hey, we want to pay less for retirees because it's too expensive. Listen, it's too expensive. But I haven't seen any cut. There's, there's no whacking of the Department of Education or the Energy Department, none of that stuff in there. They do have uh, the, the, the catch-all, which every president seems to use which is the what they call wasteful spending. And what they're well here's where Trump's focusing in. And I think it, and he's not wrong. Let me tell you what happens. So you're you have a department in government. And it doesn't matter whether it's the the defense department uh, or the the park and rec department or anything in between. You get a budget Okay, and it doesn't matter if that budget's seven hundred billion dollars or a billion dollars. You get a budget. If you don't spend it all, so here you come. You're coming up or towards the end of the year, and you got money left over. Now, normally, you'd be like, "Man, I should get rewarded for this." The president's probably going to call me up and give me an attaboy. Hey, attaboy, double. Way to go. I noticed that, hey, I gave you $10 billion. You only spent nine. Way to go. You saved the company. You saved the country a billion dollars. That may happen. The problem is next year, instead of giving me $10 billion, they're only going to give me nine. Matter of fact, they may even only give me eight. So what all of these these departments do is they make sure they spend every nickel of it. And so the last month of the budget year, you see all of this incredible spending flying out the door. I'll, I'll give you an example. Just some of these. All of these were spending the last month of the fiscal year. Inflatable games. And I don't know what's. But what department got this one? $42,500. Like, really? We couldn't just rent a bounce house? Right? We couldn't rent a bounce house? Model rockets. Yeah, 34000 China tableware. 53000 Alcohol. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh, but... $309,000 of alcohol in just one month. That's a lot of booze. And I, you know what? And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, and I understand the need, but really, that's my money you're spending. We needed to spend three. Could we do without the booze? Could you have a party without the booze? How about a cash bar? Pay for your own. How about that? If you got to have the booze, make them pay for it. Musical instruments. million. This was one of my favorites. Workout equipment. Now, all of us know what happens. What happens to workout equipment? We know what happens. Somehow, workout equipment ends up being the place where uh, stuff gets stored on it. Uh, If it's actually in the house and not in the garage, somehow clothes end up being hung all over it. 
right? If it's in the garage, you just start stacking crap on it, right? That's what happens to workout equipment. $9.8 million in workout equipment. Uh, I don't think any of it was from Play It Again Sports. Oh, and my lobster tail and crab. Four point six million. Obviously, uh, the senators from Alaska were making sure that happened. Three hundred million spent on vehicles. This is all in the last month. Four hundred and sixty-two million on public relations. It's the government. What public relations are you doing? Four hundred and sixty-two million worth. Marketing, research, and advertising. Again, you're the government. What are you, what are you advertising? $491 million spent on furniture and redecorating. Yes, $491 million. Are you kidding me? You know, if you've been to our offices here at Patriot, they're not glamorous, right? Wendy, Wendy just laughed. Right? They're not glamorous. Uh, we don't buy uh, anything really at all new ever. And, you know, we watch we watch what we spend. $491 million of furniture in a month? $61 billion, though, was the big winner. That was the Pentagon. And the last... 30 days of the fiscal year. You know, I was just looking at that number, that Pentagon number. It's not that bad. I mean, I know it sounded horrible, $61 billion. But they've got a budget of like $740 billion. So if you did $740 divided by 12, $61.66 billion. So... Uh, I don't know that you could actually throw that in there. I mean, and I don't know how it all works, but I'm just saying, yes, I know it was the last 30 days and $61 billion sounds outrageous, but if you look at their budget for the year, that's one-twelfth of the budget. You know, all the rest of it, who knows? You know, I, I don't, I can't judge, but it just shows government's way too big that we need $500 million of furniture, right? <laughs> In the last month of a year, I mean, I don't. Do we need five hundred million dollars? I guess what I'd love to know: Are we buying five hundred million dollars worth of furniture every month? That's what I would love to know. Uh, and of course, that's not in the report. But this is where the president looks to save Medicaid, Medicare. The the issues that I just described to you, right? These were the cuts. No real, see, you didn't really get any actual cuts. Just, hey, I want to stop the overspending, wait, what they call wasteful spending. Okay, what does that mean? Right? I mean, we didn't even get uh, 1% across the board spending cut, something like that. No, nope, didn't, no, it's not in there. Half a percent cut? No. They do somehow in the next 15 years. We're going to spend less on interest on the debt in the president's plan. So the president is showing you again by gold because the only, there's only well there's only one way possible. 
right? Is we go big into negative rates. That would be the only way possible. And, of course, obviously, uh, GDP 3% for 15 years. This is how they get to this number. Do you know what GDP was for the last 15 years? And we've had some good, you know, we've had some bad years in there. We've had some real good ones, too. Uh, 1.8. And at 1.8, I, I think that deficit number on the interest on the debt uh, goes wildly in the other direction. But anyway, that was released. We didn't get any real spending cuts uh, in the budget. Uh, the small change to entitlements. I, well, I shouldn't say we didn't get any. There are some. Uh, food stamps are going to get cut. Uh, disability insurance is going to get cut. A lot of the what we'll call government safety programs are are going to be cut. I mean, that's that's probably where the cuts are. And I don't think any of those will make it. And matter of fact, if if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, but if I was, I think the president put those in there on purpose. And what I mean by that is the president put them there on purpose for the following reason, right? I'll give them back to the Democrats, right? Because you got to still negotiate with the Democrats. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fold on those and you give me what I want for uh, the Space Force and uh, the man on the moon stuff. I, I don't know. But that, that's just my belief. I think he put them in there as a bargaining chip, right? I don't, I don't really want, I'm not really going to cut him. Now, maybe he is. And with the economy, if this is the best economy ever, you would think that would be something we could get away with, right? We should be able to spend less. I mean, we have lost uh, millions of people off food stamps. I mean, we're still, you know, I think 40 million plus, but... I mean, it was almost $50 million at one point. So, I mean, there should be uh, some room for some spending cuts if if everybody's employed and, and all the other stuff. I mean, you think we could get away with at least that. But those are dropping the buckets. Those programs compared to uh, the other ones, right, when you think about the what are the three legs of government spending, right, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Defense, Interest on the debt, right? Those are the, the those are the four big ones. Anything if you're not addressing any of those four, all the other stuff, you combine it all. You know, you think about it. the Justice Department, the Education Department, the Energy Department, the Agriculture Department, the blah, blah blah, this department, that department. You put them all together, and they don't they don't come anywhere close to any of those four. And you think about Social Security, it's a, we're spending over a trillion, right? And we're not taking in a trillion. Medicare, over a trillion, right? Defense, right? Defense, we're what, 700, let's call it 750 billion. Interest on the debt. And this is something, think about where it should be. But interest on the debt is about four hundred, four to five hundred billion dollars. So you think about uh, the spending of those four programs, and you're coming up with somewhere in the vicinity of three point five trillion dollars. 
And we've got a $4.8 trillion budget. At least that's what's been submitted. Essentially, we can pay for nothing else. Because that would be a deficit just right there. That's a deficit of $1.3 trillion. Which is pretty much, I guess, all the rest of government combined. Right? To get to... $1.3 trillion, and we, we bring in somewhere around $3.5 trillion in revenue, give or take. And it's all gobbled up by just four things. That's it. Maybe we should be cutting those four things. That's just what I'm saying. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, final segment. Dow's up 70. Uh as they're hoping for limited impact of coronavirus. Uh, gold's up 5, 1575. Silver's up 12, $17.83. Uh, crude oil below 50. And again, I don't know how limited it is. Crude oil is another, you know, we talked about copper. Crude oil, another great indicator. Uh, they're saying Chinese crude oil shipments. Uh, last week fell by over 3 million barrels a day. Uh, so crude oil below 50. Uh, and again, it's been a tough, tough go in the crude oil patches. Uh, natural gas is about worthless. It's it's so cheap, natural gas, that a lot of uh, oil drillers are just burning it off. It doesn't even pay for them uh, to, to, to save the natural gas that's coming out of the oil wells. Uh, so we'll have to continue to watch. Let's. I hope it's right. I hope it's limited. But everything, you know, when you look at what's really happening on the ground, it doesn't feel very limited. Uh, but nonetheless, that's where it is today. I got a great, great special. So I already have ten dollar libs on sale at eight forty. That's not good enough. I'm going to take another ten dollars off, and I'm going to have it up on the website as soon as I get off the air. That brings uh, ten dollar liberties down to eight thirty. That means you can get two tens for the same price as a twenty. So anytime you can go fractional and not pay more, that's a great opportunity. Uh, I always buy fractionals when I don't have to pay more. Always. Uh, so U.S. ten dollar liberties at eight hundred and thirty dollars a piece. If you want to use your credit card today and today only, and only when you call, because I can't do it online, uh, only when you call, I'll waive the credit card fees today. U.S. $10 Liberties, uh, these are in stock in Colorado and in Arizona, 800-951-0592, U.S. $10 Liberties, so these are the old ones, 18 18- 1866 to 1907, a half ounce of gold, you know, in private, right? You can buy them, sell them, trade them, not have to give out your social security number or worry about 1099s. You know, you got gold at 1575. And so essentially you're buying, you know, 1575. uh, Let's just see here if I can do some math real quick. You're buying it for about $42.50 over spot. That's what you're buying 
uh, $10 liberties uh, over. So you take $15.75 divided by two, uh, $830 on $10 liberties at 800 951 0592. Take the time, add them to your portfolio. Uh, today and today only, I'm going to waive the credit card fee. So you're talking probably, you know, what, about 20 bucks, 20, 21 bucks, something like that in credit card fees. So if you want to get out your plastic, get, I know uh, you guys, everybody does. You, you want your points, you want your miles, you want your rebates. Today at Patriot Trading Group, it's not going to cost you anything. U.S. $10 Liberties at 830 at 800 951 Patriot Radio News Hour. I'll be back tomorrow.